MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Welcome back. This is our number two of Follow the Money here, presented by DraftKings, coming to you from the Circle Resort and Casino as well. Femi Abebefe, alongside Mike Palm, the VP of Operations here at the Circle Resort and Casino. Fun first hour. If you missed it, make sure you check it out in podcast form. Just search Follow the Money wherever you get your podcast. And our first guest joining us this morning on this President's Day, our buddy Josh Applebaum, sports betting analyst here at VEASAN and DraftKings, host of the Morning Bets and Market Insights podcast. Josh, good morning. How we doing today, man? Femi, Mike, doing great. And uh, I want to say, guys, it was nice to see you in your natural environment out there in Vegas. I usually see you guys online. And uh, Femi got to see you in the studio. Mike yep. got to see you at, at Radio Row. Uh, it's nice to uh, to see you guys again. Thank you, Josh. It was nice running into you. We had some great weekends together uh, with you remotely. Lombardi in there. line days, Lombardi Mike. line, yeah. Lombardi <laughs> line days. I, I fondly recall reunion. those days uh, four or five years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Four or five years ago. It was. Time, time flies. <laughs> time does fly when you're having fun here. Uh, well, Josh, let's get into your college basketball card here because you have a couple of bets here. Not the biggest card today, obviously, being a holiday and everything is a little bit more condensed, but you do have a play in the ACC between Virginia and Virginia Tech. Right now, we're seeing the Hokies out to three and a half point favorites, the consensus number, the total 126 and a half here. What do you like? Yeah, Femi, two games for you. I got a big one here and then a very off-the-beaten-path one. Let's start with the big one. Obviously, you mentioned it, Virginia Vatech. Second most heavily bet game of the night. Most heavily bet game is Iowa State and Houston. But this UVA Vatech game really caught my eye for a couple of reasons. Right off the bat, guys, look who's favored in this game. It's not Virginia, who's 20-6 and six and ranked 21st. It's Vatech, who's 14-11 and 11 and unranked. By the way, Vatech has also lost four of their last five. UVA is red hot. They're 9-1 and one their last 10. So why on earth is Virginia Tech favored tonight? To me, that's an auto automatic sound the alarm you know just just notice that right off the bat that the odds makers are favoring the team that quote unquote isn't as good worst record has been playing as well not only do we have the fishy opener uh with Vatech opening around minus two and a half but we've actually seen the line move further toward virginia tech minus two and a half up to minus three you mentioned it femi i'm seeing some books pop to minus three and a half right now mm-hmm. so that just uh kind of builds upon this fishy situation in favor of Vatech. Again, something someone told me this a long time ago, but if it looks fishy, doesn't make sense. You want to be on that fishy side that doesn't make sense. That would be in favor of Virginia Tech tonight. Now, Vatech is only getting 45% of bets, but 71% of the money using our VEASAN.com bet splits from DraftKings. So it tells me, even though the public is saying, layup of the century here, take that ranked team, uh, getting points here on the road. No, we're getting sharper money here with that low bets, higher dollar bet discrepancy in favor of the Hokies. Now, Virginia Tech, obviously we all know, you know, Virginia is all about the defense, but Virginia Tech, if they're going to win and cover this number, it's going to be on their offense. They're averaging 75 points a game versus 65 for Virginia. Offensive efficiency, 47th in the country versus 145 for uh, Virginia. They have the better effective field goal percentage. And here's a big one, Femi, free throw percentage. I haven't seen a discrepancy this wide in a long time. 
80% from the line for the Hokies, only 64% for Virginia. So if this wow. becomes a tight game where you got to make your free throws, again, big edge here toward the Hokies. Now, Ken Palm does have Virginia Tech winning by three, so you're pretty much right on the number. It's not a big edge. I go money line in these spots. I know it's a little bit more expensive, minus 165. That's what I'm going to do just on the off chance. You know, Hokies only win by one, two, or three. You don't want to push or lose your bet. Uh, so I'll go have them win the game. But here's the ultimate system match, guys. That fishy angle that I started with. When you see an unranked home favorite against a ranked opponent, they are 63 and 26 straight up, 71% over the last two seasons. By the way, Vatek is 11-2 and two at home. Uh, and if you look at ACC conference home favorites, two teams from the ACC play each other, take the home favorite. It's 53-19 and 19 straight up, 74% this year. This is also a revenge spot as Vatek did lose to Virginia uh, 65-57 back in January. So it looks fishy, makes no sense. The line is continuing to go toward the fishy side. Give me Virginia Tech on the money line, guys, minus 165. Now, speaking of Virginia's woes at the stripe, one for 11 on Saturday in a two-point victory where they were laying three. Our, our good friend Amal Shaw, that was yeah. the only loss in a parlay he had, uh, and he could have pushed it if the 90% free-throw shooter hits hits a free-throw with six seconds left. All right, let's go to the big game in the southern part of the United States tonight. No, not at the Fertitta Center, but let's go to Hammond, Louisiana for a tilt in the Southland Conference. Lamar at Southwest Louisiana, Southwest Louisiana, Point and a half favorite, 144 and a half. Three weeks ago, Josh, when these teams met in Beaumont, Texas, Lamar covered, winning by 10 as a four and a half point home favorite. Yeah, Mike, I know you had this one circled. You woke up today and said, you know what? Nothing else matters except Lamar <laughs> in Southeast Louisiana. So I agree with you here. But this is right up my alley. I like Southeast Louisiana in this one. Another money line bet. They're, they're minus two, so it's kind of a short minus 130. But joking, all jokes aside, you know, one thing I like, Mike, is when you have an added game, extra game that has a sharp line move or has any kind of line movement, you know, it might be an injury, but oftentimes it's going to be wise guys who cap these games that the public doesn't really care about, uh, yet they see an edge based upon what they have versus what the odds makers have. So you mentioned this is a tiny game, added game, extra game, 306, 635, 306, 636. These are the games that the public doesn't care about. They don't know how to watch them. They don't even know how to bet them. Like if you go on your app, you're going to have to click an extra tab that says more NCAB or extra NCAB. So just the fact that they're hard to find and the public has no interest, I love seeing a line move because it tells me that pros have targeted it, even though it may not be very popular. And that's exactly what happened. Southeast Louisiana, this game opened out of Pickham, guys. It's up to minus two, around 60% bets, but more than 70% of the money is on Southeast Louisiana. Uh, Southeast Louisiana is hot right now. They've won six straight. This is a revenge game. As you mentioned, Mike, they lost by 10 earlier this year against Lamar. Now, Ken Palm only has Southeast Louisiana winning by one point. So that's why I like to go money line in this spot. But also, guys, aside from the obscure line move in an added game, extra game, home road splits. They're so important in college. I think in the pros, you know, home road, home field advantage, home court, whatever you want to call it, it gets a little bit overvalued. The public thinks it's a huge advantage. Mike, you know this in Femi, you know, used to be three points NFL. Maybe it's like mm -hmm. one and a half, two now. In college, though, I think it does make a big difference. These are not professionals. They're not adults. They're kids. It's hard to travel. It's hard to go into a, a new a new arena and come out with a win or a cover. And if you look at these home roads records, like majority of teams in college are winning at home and losing on the road. It's not rocket science here, but Southeast Louisiana is eight and two at home. Lamar is two and ten on the road. So if we have this random game that no one's interested in, and yet we're seeing a line move, I got to go with that move. Give me Southeast Louisiana on the money line at minus one thirty. Yeah, home road splits has been the story of college basketball so far this season. Nobody seems to be able to win on the road, as we saw with <laughs> Purdue yesterday in Columbus against Ohio State. We're hanging out with Josh Applebaum, sports betting analyst here at VEASAN and DraftKings, host of the Morning Bets and the Market Insights podcast. Well, Josh, let's turn our attention to baseball. Pitchers and catchers, they've been at spring training for about a week now. The Arizona Diamondbacks are an interesting team. The market didn't really like them last year heading into the postseason. They go all the way to the World Series, losing to the Texas Rangers. Now I'm looking at their futures prices, 35-1 to 1 to win the World Series. Do you think that the D-backs are being a little bit disrespected and undervalued by the betting market? I think they are, Femi, and you you and I were talking, you know, right before we started here that, you know, I would be a little cautious with a lot of MLB win totals right now just because there are so many free agents who haven't signed. Scott Boris is a big reason for that. I mean, you still have Snell out there, Montgomery, Cody Bellinger. So, again, if these guys sign, it could really affect the way you approach these teams. Also, spring training injuries, you know, we see, you know, guys get hurt now and then. So I'm a little cautious. Usually at this point, I'll have a few win totals, a few futures. I only have one for you, but I really like it, and it's Arizona Diamondbacks over 83 and a half 
wins, Femi. Uh, remember last year, obviously, of course, they go to the World Series. They lose to the Rangers, uh, but they won 84 games last year. Their win total is 83 and a half. Can they basically be the same team, if not better, than last year? And I think they can. First off, if you look at the juice on the D-backs win total, it's 83 and a half over minus 120 at DraftKings. It was even uh, or is minus 110, you know, about a month ago when the or, you know, a few weeks ago when these lines came out. So similar to like betting NFL win totals, I look at juice movement on totals. It kind of pulls back the curtain, gives you an indicator of where that early money is going or more importantly, where the next move might be might go. So I'm thinking if you wait too long, maybe this D-backs total gets to 84. But I hit the over 83 and a half Femi. And really what I'm looking at is continuity, off-season additions, and can your young players uh, progress and continue to get better? And I think this is a team that can check off those boxes. I mean, you didn't really lose anyone from last year's team, but you added quite a bit. You added Jock Peterson, guy who can you know bring some thunder to the middle of your lineup. Eugenio Suarez replacing Evan Longoria. Longoria, you know, great player 10 years ago, uh, good clubhouse guy. But to me, that's a big advantage. Suarez in for Longoria. Uh, they just signed Randall Gritchick, guy who been, who's been hurt, but he can give you some uh, some home runs as well. And they re-signed Lordy's Gurriel. So their offense is right where it was last year. You're looking on the growth of Corbin Carroll, who was rookie of the year. And of course, uh, Moreno, they're really good catcher. And then if you look at the pitching staff, they were good anyway. Gallon, Kelly, Fott, the young kid. And then they add Erod, a lefty. You have a lot of uh, you know good bullpen arms as well. They're actually the fifth best ERA for bullpen last year. And here's where I'm in uh, Tori Lovello too. He used to be a Red Sox, uh, you know, bench coach. He's done a really good job out there in Arizona. So continuity, building of your young players, adding offseason additions. And then guys, you know, I got to give you a data angle here. Pakoda. I know you guys uh, track your Pakoda rate uh, projections on, from baseball prospectus. That's the most valued, basically, projection, kind of the Ken Palm of MLB. They're pretty accurate when it comes to their projections. They're projecting the Arizona Diamondbacks with 85.2 wins. So if we're getting the same team as last year with more additions, you can build upon that momentum from last year going to the World Series and the number one analytics have you winning 85.2 games. I'm going over 83 and a half, guys. Uh, give me that over for the D-backs. Josh, we got about a minute. Team with a similar win total to the National League, Cubs at 84 and a half. How important is the... Change in managers. Cubs signed Craig Council, lose Ross. I, I bet the Rangers last year win total over, but I didn't bet them in the future markets. I think people uh, or the public didn't appreciate how much Bochi c- coming to that team meant. For a team like the Cubs, how much do you upgrade them off Council being their manager? Yeah, Mike, you could talk me into that over. I mean, obviously, uh, Council got a ton of money, just shows the respect that the industry has for him overall. My question is, losing Cody Bellinger, can you bring him back? I know they brought in uh, Imaga, the lefty from Japan. They got a good young core here. And again, that division isn't that strong. You know, the Cardinals aren't what they used to be. So I could be enticed by that over. Maybe we'll catch a game at Wrigley. What do you say, guys? Let's do it. Awesome. Hey, I've never been. So I'd Dra- love to DraftKings has a beautiful <laughs> bar and grill right there, right next to Wrigley. DraftKings, send me out there. I'll do some work. <laughs> Might do a little bit more eating and drinking, but I'll do a little bit of work. He is Josh Applebaum, VSIN and DraftKings betting analyst. Also, check out the Morning Bets and Market Insights podcast. Josh, good luck with the bets, man. Always good to catch up. Femi, Mike, great seeing you guys. Thanks, Josh. Good stuff there from Josh. Yeah, the NL Central is the division to attack. The, do you ever take a flyer on the Brewers? I know they lost Council. No. Do you, just no. I think they've like been waving the white flag when they, they let Hater go. It's like. To me, that organization they got uh, some young talent. A little though. slide, a little bit of a slide. We'll see. All right, we'll be back on the other side. This is Follow the Money. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. 
In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you're looking for a betting edge on college basketball, the VEASAN experts have you covered. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today and get our daily best bets, emails, 24-7 video access, the upcoming college hoops betting guide, bracket breakdowns, plus full access to VEASAN.com with our exclusive betting split breakdowns on every game. Visit VEASAN.com slash pro to subscribe today. That's VSIN.com slash pro. Welcome back. It's Follow the Money hanging out here at the Circle Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. Femi Abebefe alongside Mike Palm. Thank you to our buddy Josh Applebaum who joined us in the last segment. If you missed out on Josh's plays, check it out in podcast form. Uh, Just search Follow the Money wherever you get your podcasts. But uh, we do have a lot going on today. Coming up in 15 minutes from now, Stephen Young of Roto Grinders. He hosts the Roto Grinders Morning Grind podcast. Breaks down all things NASCAR. He is live from Daytona. Boots on the ground. So we'll talk to Stephen on the phone. He says it's still raining out there, but it's supposed to clear up. We should be good to go. Race starts 4 o'clock Eastern, 1 o'clock Pacific time. So postponed yesterday. Hopefully we get this race done today, the Great American Race. We'll talk about that with Stephen Young coming up in the next segment. The graveyard for the favorites, right? It's uh, That's the race, as everybody that, that we've talked to says. You, you look for your long shots yeah. at Daytona. So I'll be interested to see what Stephen uh, has in his trick bag today. Yeah, it sounds like based on uh, what we got from our producer Luke here is that uh, he's, got a, he's got a decent long shot here. Mm. He's got some, some plus money plays, so... We'll get into those in about 15 minutes from now here. But today is President's Day. I know you said that you would have a lot of President's uh, Day notes. No, I, I, get, get, get into the bag. Let's, let's, let's dive deep into the fry bag it's, here, it's, Mike. It's really Washington's birthday, right? And then, <laughs> it is. And then they, well, now it's President, it's Lincoln, it's the, this and Gotta that. But, I mean, it's, it's our founding Father's Day. So it's, uh, it, it wasn't until the 70s that they moved it, because February 22nd, is when Washington was born. But in the 1970s, they moved it to this consistent third Monday uh, and created this this federal holiday, although most businesses are open, right? Because <laughs> We're open. They're running their sales. They're running their President's Day. Um, crazy Bill Lady. Does he have any President's Day uh, Visa subscription offers here? I'm, uh, I haven't checked the newsletter we gotta, we gotta We got to get some... You know, crazy Bill 80, his prices won't be beat. <laughs> he's always got the good stuff. Yeah. I'll, tell you, I'll tell you that right now. I'm looking at the newsletter. I don't know if I see anything President's Day related, but uh, I'm sure I'm sure we'll have that coming up a little bit later on at some point. But, you know, it's, it's interesting because when I was thinking about President's Day, and this is sort of an impromptu segment. Sorry for anybody who's listening. Presidential betting, I think, is something that, like, people want here. Do you think it ever happens in the United States? Because I believe it's legal <laughs> 
outside the United States, isn't it? Like some, England, it, England I, yeah, I know, and then of course it. offshore. Yeah, that's and offshore. a lot of people I know who are pro betters get very involved in this presidential they, betting, right? More so than they they have invested in in a whole year of sports. And the they markets get, it sound like they're pretty liquid. Like I mean, they're liquid on election night. <laughs> Back and forth with these early returns and all that, but. Uh, I've never bet offshore just because I have a gaming license here, and yeah. I'm not going to get involved in any of that nope. stuff. So Don't need I, to lose our jobs I, for that. I haven't, uh, I haven't uh, dabbled into those markets, but boy, these people study it. Our own Pam Aldonado, who hosted yeah. the show with JVT, she was first introduced to the network as an elections expert from a, from a betting perspective. Yeah. Uh, well, November's coming in, up, in the, Pam. In the get 20, ready. 2020 election. So I'll be interested to hear her thoughts as she probably returns for football season next year. But we'll we'll follow her along. I know she's still doing the uh, the golf and the tennis every day. I feel like there's such an appetite for it. Do you think that we would ever get it though? Just I mean, well, it's it's, a, it's it's the one thing you can bet on and have an effect on it. You can exactly. go vote, right? People feel <laughs> like they have control. Yeah. Todd Wishnev goes to these college basketball games and yells at the, uh, the opponent shooting free throws. He feels he has some level of control right there but you actually get to, get to go out and vote <laughs> go heckle people yeah <laughs> i mean i guess that's one way to influence your bet there but I, I just i think the sports books could actually make a killing with presidential betting just because whether it's the sharpest of sharp people or the squares of squares the recreational betters regardless wherever you fall on that spectrum people are very emotional with presidential betting because it's politics people are emotional about their political views and all of that stuff and that's not like any sort of random commentary like that's just a fact it like sharp people still can't like get away from what their actual views are to where i think if you're a sports book you could really clean up on some of this stuff just based on people betting what they voted on or just betting emotionally i've heard johnny avello who's the chief odds maker for DraftKings here uh say that if they were allowed to to post the presidential election it 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 outright the super bowl times 10 wow. right which of course but you get a long lead up too yep. right you can bet it all the way through primaries and then, and they post these odds in england right three years out yeah. when you don't know who the nominee is going to be for the the party that's not the incumbent so and then in today's society Femi, where everything is so divisive right yep. people, like you say the passions that people have and the convictions there's there isn't a lot of middle ground so People will bet their hearts as well as uh, as well as their uh, prognostication. I'm looking at some of the electoral college results from a recent president. Can you can you races. lay electorals? Can you can <laughs> like, you, like but that's minus a right? Yeah. You can do like, hey, like I'm gonna lay minus 24 and yeah. a half electoral college votes, or like I'm gonna take over under states, or like, you yeah. can bet state yeah. to state. Like there's so many markets. You can bet popular vote and whatever, like the margin mm. of that, like. I just think that like the, it would be a betting bonanza, and it would take over. I think leading probably once you get to like September, the more you get to the debates and all that stuff, leading all the way up to the election day, the first Tuesday of November. I think it would be like the biggest betting story going. And unfortunately, it's not legal here in the United States. And and maybe it's fortunately, who knows? Maybe people would lose a lot of money if they got involved in it. But I think the sports books could make a killing booking this stuff here and. Hey, we just need it to be legal. I mean, I don't know if it'll ever happen, but it's just it's my wish because I think from a content standpoint, <laughs> I guess you'd have to tread some water here. But from a content standpoint, it could be a, a gold mine. I think it be, could be tricky too. It could be a little tricky. It could be tricky. Have be... Paul, Paul Howard <laughs> presidential politics every morning. Mm. I mean, think about how the markets would move after a debate, <laughs> after all this stuff that's going on. Uh, and, Did and you it... hear his answer on immigration? Oh. That's gonna kill him. It's gonna kill him in some states. Some others might not. You know, it's and this is no commentary. I don't care whoever you vote for, whoever you're gonna vote for in November, whatever. But I just think just from the uh, betting bonanza and like you mentioned, Johnny Avello's statement of it would outrate the Super Bowl by orders of magnitude. How much? Would, how much would out. it increase turnout? Oh my gosh! Everybody that has a bet would vote for sure. <laughs> exactly. If you're putting money down, what are you going to do? You're going to sleep? You're going to vote? You're, you're definitely voting. So I, I think it'll be a whole lot of fun, though. But yeah, I mean, hey, neither here nor there. Maybe I'm just wishing, wishing on a dream there. But it is President's Day. I just thought that was something that could be interesting to be brought up here. Um, what else you got top of mind here right now for the betting hockey? I know you're you're dabbled oh, into hockey. that. Yeah, I'm I'm starting to watch more college basketball. Obviously now <laughs> getting. I really get ready for the conference tournaments. I I, I love the betting people love to come. It, it's it's amazing the Thursday Friday of the, of, of the NCAA tournament. But these weeks and Vegas hosts all these conferences. Yep. We get to actually go and watch some of these yep. games. 
Um, it's, you know, for years we've gotten to go watch Gonzaga play at the Orleans. Thomas and Mac has been a great host mm-hmm. uh, for the Mountain West, and there's another pretty deep Mountain West again this year. Competitive games. Um, final year of the Pac-12 in Vegas. Final year, yeah, that'll be hard to replace. I I don't know. I mean, Team it's Mobile tough too, because man. we lose the the football game, right? Yeah. I know there was talk of the Big Twelve rotating uh, at Allegiant the game, and uh, we always get a, a good, you know, especially the Arizona people always turn out oh for gosh. for the basketball tournament. They're they're always the strongest represented group, more than the Southern California schools. The U of A people are terrific, so. I'm I'm really now trying to get into Josh's point. We're seeing the second matchups in the conferences on many of these teams. Now the Big Twelve, mm-hmm. Houston and Iowa State playing twice. They have so many teams though. Most you don't play twice. Only kind of like your natural rivals. But we're getting to see the second matchups of a lot of these games. Uh, and so it's interesting. I've in recent years started to bet to win conference tournaments uh, more so than having NCAA futures. Trying to trying to pick off some upsets in conference tournaments and get teams at three, four, five to one to win their their conference. Yeah. And I mean, it's like a four-day sweat, yeah. Which is what makes it fun. It's like you might be able to get a. It's like almost like golf a little bit there. Like you might get a twelve-to-one payout or ten-to-one payout on a four-day sweat, and and you're watching a bunch of college hoops. And like I've always been, because I came out and covered when I was working in Spokane. I covered the WCC tournament, the Gonzaga Invitational. It's pretty much what it's turned into. And I stayed a couple days after because that championship night is on Tuesday. I stayed until Thursday, and I was like, man, this is. Like, I wish I could stay the whole week. Like this is awesome. And that was what opened my eyes to. How how fun Vegas is, conference championship week. March Madness, like you mentioned, Thursday, Friday, great time. Love it. It's always around St. Paddy's Day, around that time. It's like it's a fun time to be here. But I don't know how many people are going to tell you, but you need to hear it. Conference championship week, I think, is very, very underrated in terms of the time here in Vegas. It's, it's not as crowded, and it's more games, and it's just I, a lot to do. I think from a betting perspective, it's superior. Just in 100%. the number of matchups and the, the opportunities available. I mean, you, yes, you have 16 games on Thursday and 16 on Friday, but you're, you're talking 50 games on yeah. Wednesday, Thursday of these conference championship week. And, and really it's two weeks. These like small conferences play the week before. So that run up of two weeks. And then that you mentioned that format they have where they come back and play the semifinals on the Monday and the, the finals on a Tuesday is always terrific. I think St. Mary's, uh, St. Mary's is clearly the best team in the West Coast this year. Yeah, I, th- I think St. Mary's should be the favorite to win it. Although Gonzaga's coming on as of late. They got a big win over Kentucky uh, a week ago or so, and they're starting to play a little bit better. But they did lose to St. Mary's at home. Uh, we'll see if they can uh, go ahead and get them in Moraga to end the season in a couple of weeks here. But, yeah, Conference Championship Week, always a blast here in Vegas, as is March Madness, because March Madness is fun everywhere. All right, on the other side, we turn our attention to the great American race. Stephen Young of Roto Grinders will help us break down the Daytona 500 next here on Follow the Money. Start your morning with a daily dose of winning strategies, insider tips, and the latest buzz with the free VSIN Daily Newsletter. In today's newsletter, Steve Mackinnon, Stevie Mack, he wrote his preview and prediction for the rain-delayed Daytona 500. Make sure you check that out as well. Some of the other best bets that we have in the Daily Newsletter, it's for free. You should go ahead and check that out. Get expert analysis and the latest odds delivered straight into your inbox. Visit vsin.com slash newsletter to subscribe. Welcome back. This is Follow the Money, hanging out with you guys at the Circle Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. Femi Abebefe, Mike Palm here on this President's Day and joining us now to help us break down the Daytona 500, the great American race, the one and only Stephen Young of Motorsports RG Network, host of the Morning Grind podcast over at Roto Grinder. Stephen, we appreciate you taking the time here this morning. You're in Daytona right now. We got boots on the ground. What's the weather like? Obviously, rained all day yesterday. What will the conditions be like? when the uh, drivers get out there on the on the on the track yeah i think it started raining around three o'clock on saturday and hasn't stopped so um it's, <laughs> it's been a long weekend but yeah i mean right now it looks like the weather's almost through it's gonna be i mean i think it's gonna be good good weather for racing we're gonna be pretty sunshines and um yeah i mean overall i don't think it's gonna change the racing too much um we're going to see a little bit more night racing later on tonight. And with that, maybe a little bit more handling in these cars, which I mean, is definitely going to lead to more aggressiveness from drivers. Even traditionally Daytona has not been good to bet favorites at what makes this racetrack so favorable to the longer shots. What makes it so much different than the other tracks in the series? I mean, a lot of the favorites will try to run up towards the front 
and get stuck middle of the pack. And a lot of the issues happen in the front and the middle of the pack. So, I mean, it's, it's more of just getting unlucky where the wrecks happen because I mean, you, you have to kind of find that balance of being enough of an aggressive driver to win the race, but also avoiding the mess. So, I mean, that's what typically leads to the longer shots, having more, more shots at a track like Daytona and Talladega. Do you think that'll still be the case, Stephen, given the conditions that it'll be a little bit more slick or should the track be pretty much dried out by the time we actually race and it'll go off as normal? Oh yeah. I think that the, the track's not going to be a concern. Um, if anything, it's going to have more grip because it's, it's cooler down here in Daytona now. And, you know, when we have cooler weather, we get more grip on this type of racetrack. Steven, we continue to see more and more options evolve for, for betting on these races, top three, top five, top ten. How much of your bankroll do you typically devote to those type of props as opposed to just straight picking a winner? Yeah, so, I mean, at like a racetrack like Daytona, bankroll management is so important because anything can happen and the fastest car doesn't always mean anything. So I think bankroll management is the most important part. And, you know, at a track like Daytona, I will bet like one to three units um, total on like eight to 10 outrights and just make sure that I'm, you know, trying to double or triple my money depending on who wins the race. And, you know, top 10 markets are something that I really like at Daytona. And then top five markets on regular racetracks is one of my favorite bets. We're hanging out with Stephen Young here, host of the Roto Grinders Morning Grind podcast, breaking down the Daytona 500 on Follow the Money. Well, looking at the market right now, the outright market to win: Denny Hamlin is the favorite at eight to one. Kyle Busch, Joey Logano, nine to one. You get Chase Elliott, Brad Keselowski at twelve to one. Where are you going with the outright market here? Because I know a lot of our listeners and viewers are going to want, hey, I want to bet on somebody to win the race. Where would you recommend they put their money? Yeah, I mean, the outright market, you needed to bet like two weeks ago. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that is, that's where all the value is when it comes to betting at Daytona, is betting as soon as the lines drop. You know, like you said, Joey Logano is 9-1. to one. I bet him two weeks ago at 14-1. to one. So, you know, the closing value on somebody like Logano or Hamlin or those guys is just incredible. Like, even a few days ago, you were able to get Truex at like 25-1, to one, and he's like 17-1 to one on both books now. So... You know, outright market has changed a lot. There's still a couple um, that I really like, and I think that there's still a little bit of value. But, I mean, you're looking more in, like, head-to-head matchups, group bets, top 10 bets right now because the value in the outright market has just kind of shrunk. Let's talk about one of your top 10 bets, Anthony Alfredo at 5-1. to one. Yeah, so Anthony Alfredo is running for Beard Motorsports in this race, and Beard Motorsports historically is a team that will kind of sit back in these races and try to keep the car clean. And that's all we're looking for in a top 10 bet. You know, Brendan Gaughan, Noah Grace, and Austin Hill, these guys have run this car in the last five Daytona races. And we have three top 10s in the last five races for Beard Motorsports. And even if we look back to Brendan Gaughan, early Beard Motorsports days, he has an 11th, a 7th, a 12th. So he's all over that top 10. No, with, Anthony Alfredo in this car, he's not running for points. He's not going to get up there and mix it around in the stages. He's going to kind of try to keep this car clean until the end. So I, I like the top 10 odds for him. Some books have moved this to like 350. You can still get it at plus 500 on some books. And I think that the value is in that like four to one, five to one range. Um, fair market value on my model is closer to three and a half. So I think you want to shop this one around and try to get it at four to five to one. How about David Reagan right now? I know you have a top 10 on him. What do you like about him uh, in today's setup? Uh, this might, I might have way too much money invested in David Reagan this weekend. <laughs> I love it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, again, this is another situation of a driver not running for points. He's in a third Roush Fenway Keselowski car. It's going to have plenty of speed. But this is a guy that, again, has kind of sat back in the Daytona races and waited for all the mayhem to happen and, you know, drive to the front towards the end. And he's finished inside the top 10 in three of the last four races here. And it's just because he's not a full-time driver and because the market is just fantastic on David Reagan. So, you know, we're looking at a guy that opened for a top 10 at like three plus 360. We're still getting value on him. I'm showing value until almost like 250 on David Reagan. So his top 10, is something that I really like. And like I said, I probably have way too much money invested in him. I, 
you know, those, you know, those uh, bonus bets that we get sometimes. Um, I'd be very happy if David Reagan won the Daytona 500 today. <laughs> When you mentioned sprinkling around some outright money, one of uh, the drivers you've chosen is Ross Chastain at twenty-five to one. Yeah, so you just have to again have that that it factor and that aggressive factor to win this race. And like we'll see guys kind of sit back and they'll be there at the end of the race and then they'll finish like eighth uh, because they still don't have the aggressiveness to finish the race with the aggressiveness to win the race. So. Ross Chastain, not only is he somebody that has the aggressiveness, but he's selfish. He doesn't care. He's going to get up there. He's one of the most aggressive drivers in the field. So this opened at like 28 to one, my model showing 22 to one as fair value for him. And it's still 25 to one on most books. So you can, I think there's a couple places you can still get it at the opening 28 to one. So the fact that he struggled a little bit in the duels is helping us with his market a little bit, but yeah, Ross Chastain, Again, we want that aggressive. He has an average finish of like 20th at Daytona. So when we look at the numbers, you know, you just kind of throw those out of the market and just look at how aggressive and how selfish he can be to win this race. Before we let you go here, Stephen, all bets aside, I know you bet on Chastain. You got Logano at a better price than currently available in the market. All bets aside, who do you ultimately think wins this Daytona 500? Uh, Such a tough question because, it literally could be any of the 40 drivers. Um, we say that and you go to like a racetrack like Las Vegas. And I think there's three to five drivers that have a chance to win. But when you go to Daytona, I think any of the 40 drivers can win. I mean, after watching the duels and practice and just being here all week, I think it's going to be a Toyota. Uh, I don't know. I would really love to see Martin Truex. He has what 70 plus super speedway races and he hasn't, you know, finished, with a, a win yet. So I would love to see Truex win. It'd be really cool to see like Ty Gibbs get his first win in the Daytona 500 and just, you know, he, he's someone that we were talking about season long odds of getting half a win um, is over on that. And the Toyotas just look so strong. So, I mean, if I had to pick a favorite Toyota, it'd, it'd obviously be Denny Hamlin because he's just so good at this racetrack, but mm-hmm. I'm hoping it's somebody like Truex or Ty Gibbs. Yeah, Truex right now, 18 to 1. Ty Gibbs, 22 to 1 currently over at DraftKings. He is Stephen Young here. Make sure you check out all of his work over at the Morning Grind podcast for Roto Grinders, also head of Motorsports for RG Network. Stephen, we appreciate it. Stay dry out there. Hopefully, we get this thing off ready to go later on this afternoon and be well and good luck with the bets, man. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Thank you. Good stuff there from Stephen Young. And that's been kind of the, the consensus is that, hey, this is a wide open. Anybody can win this. I mean, our own Steve Mackinan in his preview, he, he's, he's, he wrote this. I'll read this, what he wrote. He said, I'll tell you straightforward as betters that there is no track nor race in which it is more favorable to bet underdogs as evidenced by the winners of the last three races, Ricky Stenhouse last year, and then Austin Sindrick in 2022, and Michael McDowell in 2021. All three went up at higher than 30 to 1 to win those events. Yeah, he also mentioned Hamlin as having the best track record at at yeah. daytona although the favorite although uh it was 2019 and 20 where he won it and he and he lists a, a handful of long shots as well to look at maybe throw some flyers out there for daytona 500 today because uh it sounds like this thing is open to anybody to go ahead and take it home uh also speaking of wide open he had another long shot winning golf yesterday the genesis invite we'll recap that on the other side and i'll reveal who i have bet on to win the masters next here on follow the money the big take from bloomberg news brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world western nations like the u.s and europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This week on DraftKings Sportsbook, new customers can deposit $5 and get a no-sweat bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first best loses. Download the app and use promo code VEASAN when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. Welcome back. This is Follow the Money. He's Mike Palm. I'm Femi Abebefe. Thank you to Stephen Young, host of Roto Grinders Morning Grind podcast, for joining us in the last segment. Gave out his thoughts on the Daytona 500. Some plays. We encourage everybody to check out the VEASAN.com article for Steve Mackinnon. He also went ahead and uh, wrote a preview for us here at the network. So uh, a lot of analysis about the Daytona 500. The rain-delayed Great American Race will be getting underway today at 4 o'clock Eastern, 1 o'clock Pacific. Like Steven said, maybe a little bit of night racing out there at Daytona, but it sounds like it'd be a long shot party. I was joking during the break. Should we just bet on Anthony Alfredo? He's 230 to one here at Circa. If we're talking about long shots and, and, and Steven liked Alfredo for a top 10. So, you know, hey. Can you parlay top 10s? That would are be they, fun. Right? That, or are they correlated? In me, golf, they, parlay, they, they, yeah. had, they were going to cancel the tournament and they hit the t- exact top 20. Let me see if you can. Right. So DK right now has some top fives. Let me see if you can parlay these right if now. If you can. Yeah, it looks like you can. All right, there you go. Yeah, well, <laughs> maybe uh, maybe that's something that we can do here for the Daytona 500. I don't know if we can do it uh, here in Nevada, but uh, elsewhere, for those of you who are in other jurisdictions, have at it. Uh, but this is a whole lot of fun. Speaking of golf, though, uh, how about Hideki Matsuyama yesterday? Six back. Heading into the final round. I thought round. this was over. I wasn't even going to watch golf. I, we, we talked about it on Saturday. Oh, yep. Patrick Cantlay is probably it's just going to win. Who mm-hmm. cares? Uh, and then all of a sudden, you see the final round developing. Cantlay, a little shaky. Xander Shoffley, a little shaky. Here comes Will Zalatoris. But Hideki Matsuyama, he started his round birdie, birdie, birdie. Then starts the back nine, birdie, birdie, birdie. And then closes <laughs> his final round, birdie, birdie, birdie. He... He almost tied the course record, shot a 62 at Riviera to win the Genesis Open invite, and he won it by three strokes. I mean, a a ridiculous performance there by Hideki Matsuyama, who pre-tournament was 80-1. to Before the final round, Jeff Sherman of the West, I think he said 125-1 to is what Hideki's price was. And this has just been a golf season. I haven't dabbled too much in betting. And in fact, I made my first golf bet yesterday for the Masters, which I'll reveal here in a matter of moments. But... Everything that I've read about the golf betting season, it's been all long shots. And Hideki, That's the name I mean, of our show. <laughs> it is the name of our show, Long Shots Podcast. Hideki, a, a court, like, in relative to all the other bets, I mean, he's like a short shot at 80 to 1. But, I mean, there's been 300 to 1s, 250 to 1s. All these have been cashing. 
And shout out to anybody who had Hideki, whether you bet him pre-tournament or before the final round, uh, you went ahead and cashed a pretty big ticket as he wins the Genesis Open invite. How much do you get involved in the golf, Femi? I'll usually bet it weekly. Like yeah. once, once we get in like the majors and all that stuff, because I, I like watching it, actually. I think the, the coverage, which, I mean, it gets a lot, some networks get some some flack, but I do think it's a fun event to watch once you actually like appreciate how good these guys are. Yeah, I think you have to be a little discerning. I mean, and and pick out two or three guys that you think have a shot in the turn. You get in, You're I not mean, spraying the board? Bill does that daily newsletter, and you get your master's picks, and it goes for nine pages. I mean, it's... <laughs> It's funny though when they when they when they do that and they, they, they the picks. I think the formats changed a little bit where there's some links to it instead of that. It's tough to print out that email each year, but there's a lot of value in these future markets, obviously, right? Yeah. I mean, like a Kentucky Derby market, a Masters market that you can Shout bet out Mage last year months ahead of time. And of course, we're very proud here at Circa that uh, you know we have the lowest takeout. And uh, you do. you're if you want if you really want to seriously bet golf you got to consider us as one of the options you have to do it here no. <laughs> like i don't think there's really any, any other option obviously you shop around you want to have multiple outs no. but like you're going to usually more often than not get your best value betting at circuit if you're betting in the golf markets and the cool thing i was talking about this with matt brown yesterday is that you can bet the no prices as well to like if you oh, want yeah. if you want to hedge mm-hmm. off of a big ticket and the person maybe let's get they get out to like plus 110 or something like that to start the final round you can go ahead and and lay a dollar thirty or something like that. If you want to just hedge and secure a profit, uh, if you have somebody who is uh, in the final pairing there, so it's. I think it's a really great tool using golf here at Circuit. This is not just an advertisement. Circuit is not paying me to say this. You're not unless you want to give me about a couple hundred bucks to say this, but I can continue. <laughs> but, but this is not an, an advertisement. I do think this is the best place to bet it if you're betting into the golf, which turns our attention to the Masters, the year's first major, uh, which is about six weeks away. And watching the golf yesterday, I decided it was time to add to my master's card, or I guess start my master's card since I didn't have any bets. And I went ahead and bet the guy who finished T2 yesterday at the Genesis. And it's Will Zalatoris. Zalatoris is my guy. Uh, Zalatoris, I think, is a lot of people's guys. We've all been waiting for him to win a major. He's been knocking on the door. He's finished second in multiple. I mean, the guy is about three putts away from being a three-time major winner. <laughs> he just can't close the door shut. He finally got his win a couple of years ago there at the St. Jude's out there in Memphis. But I do think this is the year Will Zalator sort of breaks through and finally wins that major because he's one of the best golfers in terms of playing at hard courses. Like, the guy is unbelievable off the tee. He's really good with the irons. The putting has been shaky, but now he's switched to that belly putter. He says he feels a little bit more stable. If he can figure out the putter at at Augusta, a place where he's played really well, and we all know that the Masters past performance is really indicative of what's going to happen in the future. And like no course is more tied to how you've performed in the past than Augusta national. And here's a guy who in 2022 finished T six in 2021, he finished second. He plays well at Augusta national. And I just need to see him get into form coming off of the back surgery. He's played four tournaments this year. Yesterday was his best finish finishing second with Luke Liss. I think he's going to continue to ascend as we get closer to Augusta National. So I loaded up on some 40 to 1. I loaded up on some 30 to 1. We are dialed in. And I said this in the first hour. The Masters is during my honeymoon, so I'm probably not even going to watch the tournament. So I didn't want to spray all these top 10, top 5s. All of my budget for the Masters, I loaded it up on Will Zalatoris. That man's going to pay for the honeymoon. Uh, 40 to 1, 30 to 1, Will Zalatoris to win the Masters is what I bet after watching the Genesis yesterday. We're well, going to have to let it ride, too, because you're going to be offshore and you won't have uh, access to, <laughs> exactly. to do any monetizing on Saturday <laughs> or Sunday. So. I might send some furious texts. Yeah. <laughs> like, Can you log into my account? It's <laughs> yeah. such and such. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's, it's going to be Zalatoris for me right now at 40 and 30 to 1. And – yeah, there's other guys. Obviously, the live guys factor into this. John Rahm, I believe the favorite right now, Scotty Scheffler. He's at eight to one plus eight fifty nine to one, depending where you're doing shopping. Scheffler's putter is just it's gross at this point. I mean, the guy should honestly, if he was a bad putter, he'd win a lot of tournaments. I don't think you can say he's a bad. He, he's a horrendous putter right now, and maybe it'll heat up, but. It's just I don't have faith backing Scheffler. If you want to back some top 20s, some top 10s with Scheffler, I think that's more of the way to go. But I would be fading him in the outright market because I don't think the putter is good enough for him to win. Even though this is a course that he's obviously won the Masters before, I just can't trust him with on the greens. Like you watch him putt and it's 
it, it's like you're you're almost like bracing for this guy to just shoot the ball off the green. It's it's ridiculous what he's doing. I don't bet a lot of golf, but I tell you the the person that I followed and and made some top ten, top five bets on in the last couple of years is Hovland. I just mm-hmm. I like somebody that's very consistent. And he, you know, he's he always going to make the cut. He's always going to be around it, right? And so he he gives you a little bit of a run. Whether I ended up betting him here or usually in majors. I'll try to find somebody after Friday and pick out a couple guys to sweat for, for Saturday, Sunday, or even matchups on Sunday. Sundays of majors, I think, can get interesting. But I'm very limited because I, on a weekly basis, I'm not watching a lot of this. I'm watching mm-hmm. it in passing when if I look up, if it's on one of the screens, uh, if there's an interesting story. But I don't follow it like you do, and certainly not like our guys on long shots do and, yeah. and, and really have, have done for years. And maybe from a unit standpoint, uh, one of our most successful shows. Cantley and Shoffley, those guys right now, they're in that 25, 20, 20 to 1, 20 to 2 to 1 range. Those are guys that I, I don't think I'd want to go to war with at a major. I mean, they just haven't done it. I, they got to prove it. Shoffley, he plays well at Augusta. Cantley's played well at Augusta in the past as well, but I'm just not going to, just based on what you see every time these guys get to Sunday, if they're in contention, there's, there's something about having that, that it factor. There's something about having that, that dog in you. I don't think those guys have it. I think Shoffley's burned some money for our buddy Matty Humans uh, through the years here. By the way, Matt will be hosting with Dave Ross tomorrow, this yeah, very will. show. And then the boys back on Wednesday. The boys will be back. Mitch was in Hawaii? Mitch went to Hawaii, and, and Paulie stayed at the gate a few days. That was his, that was his vacation. Hey, yeah, we all vacation <laughs> differently, you know? Um, and some much-needed time off for the fellows there. Jordan Spieth, always popular around this time uh, at Augusta National. He's won the Masters before. He should have probably won another one. Uh, if you factor in 2017, what happened there, I believe it was. It might have been 2018, I want to say. One of those years when he uh, went into the water at 12. Uh, multiple times, uh, but yeah, he'll be popular. Kepka over on the Live. I mean, Kepka was really good last year at the Masters. Uh, John Rom, of course, now at Live, the defending Masters champion. I can't wait to see John Rom's uh, Masters uh, dinner menu. That's always fun. The Champions Dinner. That's always a a hoot. Masters Week there, where we analyze and break it down. And then everybody does the radio content of what would your Champions Dinner be if you won the Masters? <laughs> you already have yours in mind. You ready for that coming up in six weeks? Yeah, no, I haven't <laughs> thought about it, Finn. <laughs> well, you got six weeks to think about it. And then you'll share it with us on Follow the Money or maybe on another program. Maybe on Palms Pressing 3 on the Lombardi. <laughs> you'll do it then. He chuckles. All right. Live, live bet Saturday. <laughs> live bet Saturday, baby. You're getting a preview of it. We'll get back to the ice to start hour number three coming up next here on Follow the Money. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.